Welcome entrepreneurs and innovators to Gigging for Gold. Today we are on the subject of GPT-4, what is it, and simple basics. We'll be exploring GPT-4, the cutting edge language model that's revolutionizing industries and presenting new opportunities for entrepreneurs just like you and me. We're gonna dive into what GPT-4 is, how you can benefit from it, and address some of the current fears and concerns surrounding this powerful tool. Hello, everyone out there. Welcome back. I'm your host, Sonia Thorswick. So ChatGPT4, I know you've probably heard about it, read about it, and maybe you're wondering about it. I think it's important to understand what it is before figuring out how to use it so that you can better understand its value add, limitations, and of course, so you aren't completely blindsided when this thing takes over. And trust me, as a mega consumer and experimenter of this system for the past few months and seeing the advancements literally at the speed of light, you need to be up to date or else you will get left behind. This content is to act as a starting point for you. And with that, I will most likely do a series of follow-ups to allow for updates. So let's get started. First things first, what is GPT-4? GPT-4, or Generative Pre-Trained Transformer 4, is the latest version of a smart computer program that can understand and create human-like text. It can help with items like copywriting, writing full-scale business plans, summarizing long texts, helping to create a resume, creating code, and so much more. Developed by a company called OpenAI, it makes work tasks easier and extraordinarily faster for many different jobs as long as you know how to use it correctly. This episode is not about AI as a whole. We're just focusing on GPT-4. So GPT-4 is the latest version of GPT. There were other versions of this, like 3 and 3.5, and now we're on version 4, aka the latest and greatest. The next thing people always want to know is how to access this. So right this second, there are a few ways to access version four. You can access it through ChatGPT. It's a website and you can use their plus monthly subscription service. And another way to use it is through Microsoft Edge. It's their um, new feature on Bing. I have used both systems and personally prefer using the ChatGPT website. You can create an account with Jet. ChatGPT and use their free version, that's completely fine. That runs on the previous model, and I think for most of you out there, that will work just fine as well. Even if you're on the free version, this episode will still be useful to you in understanding the basics of this technology. So ChatGPT was launched to the public just five months ago in November, and the paid version for was released less than a month ago in March. So this tech is so new that it's both oddly exciting and slightly terrifying to watch at the same time. 
So note here, no matter where you access it, the chat part is what to focus on in understanding what this all is. It's like the name suggests. It's a chat bot program that creates information outputs like text for you based on what you prompt it to write or research. Think of the design of it like a chat box on a website where it says, you know, how may I help you? All right. A powerful thing to know, it is not the internet. So very important to understand that GPT-4 is not the internet, as in you're not using it like you would use a search engine to ask it questions. You prompt it to create text for you. And I'll use the word prompt a lot because it's an important term in this landscape and more on that later. So then it's also important to understand how GPT-4 was trained. GPT-4, it's a software that has been trained by essentially reading data. As of this recording, GPT-4 was trained from human-created text, including conversations, but only, and this is the important part, up until 2021. Meaning, while it's generating amazing text for you, it isn't up to date with the current happenings or world events. It has only read data from the internet until up until 2021. So if you prompt it to create, for example, a blog post for you, it will not be able to give you the most up-to-date statistics. So it has some limitations. However, there are soon-to-be-released app integrations that will allow it to have internet access. I've already seen videos on uh, leaked footage of this, <laughs> which will not only be another game changer, it will be very, very useful. I personally expect this to be open to the public in, honestly, a month or less. ChatGPT itself will release 11 integrations through its platform alone to start. And to get access to those, you currently need to be on their wait list. Also important to note, OpenAI, the creators of this, acknowledge that the model quote-unquote hallucinates. And that's a term that they use frequently, meaning it does sometimes make up the facts. And it's also capable of making a few reasoning errors. So if you're going to use this, please make sure to double check the information it gives you to the best of your ability. But like I said, soon it will have internet access. So that will make you have to do one less thing. Okay, so then we know what chat GPT-4 is and GPT-4, <laughs> but what is OpenAI? So quickly and importantly, this is the company that made the software. OpenAI is an artificial intelligence research laboratory that transitioned into a for-profit organization in 2019. The organization is headquartered in San Francisco, California, USA, and was founded by some predominant players. The prominent ones, you know the names, okay? Elon Musk, Sam Altman, Peter Thiel, OpenAI chief scientist, Isla Sutskever, 
Jessica Livingston, and LinkedIn co-founder Reid Hoffman. It has a core focus on the development of friendly AI that benefits society as a whole. With that, it has primarily evolved as a capped for-profit entity with an exclusive commercial license to Microsoft, which to date has already invested $11 billion into AI technology. That's crazy. So this, my friends, is why you keep hearing that the search engine Bing has built in GPT-4 integrations, and you should understand why now that that's a big deal. Elon Musk has since distanced himself from the company because he feels it has evolved, saying, and this is a quote from him, OpenAI was created as an open source, which is why I named it OpenAI, nonprofit company to serve as a counterweight to Google, but now it has become a closed source by the maximum profit company, effectively controlled by Microsoft, not what I intended at all. Side note here, Google's AI version of this is called BARD and uses its own language model, not GPT-4. I got early access to this too, and I've been using it as well, but that's a whole nother episode in itself. Moving on. So other updates to this version four. A OpenAI introduced the system message. So it's a directive in the natural language given to GPT-4 in order to specify its tone of voice and task. It's really interesting. For example, you can instruct the model to be a Shakespearean pirate in which it will respond in rhyming with Shakespearean prose versus the previous version where it just had one tone for its outputs. <laughs> it's kind of fun. I've tried it. So in this new version as well, it can take in image and text prompts where versions, let's say 3 and 3.5, could only take in text prompts. So for example, you can give it an image or a screenshot and it can analyze that as well. Very powerful. And another update is that it can generate responses of more than 25,000 words. Previous versions were limited to 3,000. Okay, the next topic is generative intelligence. AI is constantly referred to as scary right? We think of all these doomsday situations and rightly so, that's okay. But AI has been around for a while. The earliest successful AI program was written in 1951. But for this, we're not talking about artificial intelligence AI as much as we're talking about generative intelligence. Meaning, we want this thing to be creative for us. It is generating information like a human mind would, not just spitting out answers to the questions again like a search engine can and does. And I personally think that generative intelligence is scarier than artificial intelligence. Big companies already integrating GPT-4 into their software include names that you know, Stripe for fraud detection, Expedia for travel, Duolingo to explain answers, Microsoft Bing for chatbot, Khan Academy for tutoring, GitHub for code walkthroughs. 
gigging for gold for copywriting. So although I don't have it integrated like these other large companies would, I do use it to enhance my workflows. This episode is brought to you by PodPage. As you know, I love to optimize everything in my business as much as possible. And while I have my podcast host figured out, I needed a better way to drive listeners to where they wanted to go, aka where they wanted to listen to my podcast. Prior to PodPage, I had a podcast page on my regular website. I had to go in every single time I produced an episode. I had to put in the transcription, the notes, the timestamps, and then then had to link it all out to all of the places it was available. Now, I do that because I think it's important for people to have options, yet it was taking up a lot of my time. Enter PodPage. It basically takes your RSS of your podcast and creates you get this, a gorgeous website page with all of your syndicated areas. So when someone clicks on this as your new podcast homepage, they can listen to your program wherever they want. And it looks beautiful. You can bring in your artwork, your fonts, your colors. So it perfectly integrates into my brand. Head to podpage.com for more information. So now we're going to move on to how entrepreneurs can benefit from GPT-4. There are numerous ways that we can leverage GPT-4 to optimize our businesses. So let's break down some of the most impactful applications that we can currently do with this technology. Number one, first and foremost on the list is content creation. If you have listened to any of my shows, if you have read any of my material, you know I'm going to say it. Content is king and will remain king. And this whole technology that even exists to create content just proves that point even more. From blog posts to social media updates, GPT-4 can help you generate high quality content in a fraction of the time that it would normally take you as a human writer, it frees up so much of your time to focus on other aspects of your business. I'm very excited about it. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. All right. Another way that you can leverage this is customer support. So automating customer support can save you time and money. And because of its advanced language capabilities, it makes it a perfect fit for that job. By integrating GPT-4 into your support systems, you can provide quick, accurate responses to customer questions, improving satisfaction, we always talk about that too, and most importantly, loyalty to your brand. It can also help and act as a personal assistant in ways. It can be the backbone of your virtual personal assistant, streamlining your daily tasks and helping you to stay organized. From scheduling appointments to drafting emails, GPT-4 can make your life 
easier and more efficient. We love efficiency. We loved optimizing, right? So this is why I wanted to make this episode. I, I find that it's going to be vital for you to learn how to integrate all of this goodness. It can also really, really help with market research, right? You want to know what's trending in your industry or what your competitors are up to. GPT-4 can help you gather information, analyze data, and provide you with valuable insights to inform your business decisions, right? Your next best move. Then it can also help with language translation. GPT-4's language understanding capabilities make it a powerful tool for translating content. Think of all the ideas you could do with that. Whether you're expanding to new markets or communicating with international partners, yes, GPT-4 can help you break down language barriers and drive global growth. So now let's get into how to use those prompts. To get the best responses with GPT-4, you need to follow some guidelines for creating and crafting effective prompts. So remember here, when you go into the software and log in and you see it looks just like a, a chat box, we're not using it as a search engine. We are giving it information, aka a prompt, to get you the results that you need, okay? So there's a few rules to follow here. You need to be specific. Clearly define your question or desired output, leaving little room for misinterpretation. And these are kind of basic, and I'll give you an example after this. You need to provide context, so offer relevant background information to guide the AI's response. The format. So if you uh, require a specific format, explicitly mention that in your prompt. Another one is limit answers. If you need a concise response, you can set a word for the character limit, which is really uh, powerful and important, I found. And then you can also if um, do a different approach if the initial response isn't as good as you want it to. There's a button that says regenerate, so you can ask it to regenerate that response as an option, or you can go in and ask it something else, or excuse me, prompt it for something else. Okay, so this is a fun example. This is the one I used. Um, and I also wanted to mention this. When I first started using it, there wasn't, again, this has only been around for a few months and it's moving so quickly. I was scouring, scouring <laughs> the interwebs for information on it to be like, what, how am I supposed to use this thing? So, so this portion of it, I, I think you're going to find important. Okay, so for the example, the other day I was drafting a podcast script addressing fear and how to overcome it when starting a business. And I wanted to get quotes from books by either famous authors or known historians on that subject. So here we go. Instead of going into the big search engines and going, okay, give me some quotes on fear, right? And it could give me some. And one by one, I have to find them and copy paste the quote, who it's from, where it's from, you know, what book, what page, you know, get all of that information that you would normally do. Instead, 
and that would have taken hours, right? Instead, I simply went into chat GPT and here's what I prompted it. So here's what I typed into the bar. I said, you are the smartest bookkeeper who has every book. Give your answers in a table format. For example, passage, book name, how to use it, and key learning. Do this on the topic of fear with 10 rows. Guys, and within literally seconds, watching it with my very own eyes, it made a full 10 row chart of all the information that I need. Okay? Effing brilliant. Okay. Again, notice I did not ask it a question. I didn't say, can you give me quotes on fear? right? So you see the difference there. I basically said, okay, ready? This is going to go off of off of what I just said. And I have transcribed this entire episode. So just go to my website, Gigging for Gold, and head to the blog, and you can see all these instructions written out for you. So notice, again, I didn't ask it. I prompted it on specifically what my desired outcome was books on fear, quotes on fear. I provided a context. You are the smartest bookkeeper. I gave it a format, which was the table, right? The chart. And I gave it a limit answers. And I said 10 rows. And I liked the output right away. So I did not need it to regenerate another response. I just, I just, that's just one silly, simple 101. <laughs> but I think that if you can nail down the prompts, this is that's the area that's that's going to just excel you light years ahead of your own mind. All right, here's a really great question. Do I own the rights to what it creates? This would be for example, if you did in fact go okay, I'm going to take that chart of 10 examples and now I'm either going to uh, publish a blog post on it, an article, right? Same, same. Or I'm going to create a podcast. Do I own the content that it creates? Okay, guys. So far, the answer is yes. There are no limitations or restrictions on taking what GPT-4 generates and using it as your own. This is what G, chat GPT, I asked it. I was like, yes, I know we talked not to ask it. But I was like, you know, do I own the rights to this content you just made me? And this is what it says, quote unquote, as a user of chat GPT, you typically retain the rights to the content generated by the AI during your interactions. But the specifics may depend on the terms of service, important to know, of the platform or service you are using. It is important to review the terms and conditions provided by the service provider to understand the details regarding content ownership and usage rights. So I went on, of course, a hundred different websites on this. I, I did all the research because I wanted to make sure that that was correct before giving this to you. So essentially, GPT-4 creates unique content by synthesizing words and phrases from various sources across the internet. Currently using AI-generated content like that is unlikely to be considered copyright infringement as you haven't directly copied the work of others. Mm -hmm. However, 
and you know this is coming, this is a complex and evolving issue that will likely spark considerable debate and potential changes in regulations in the future. I'll hold my breath, okay? So addressing fears and concerns. Let me know if you have had any of these fears or concerns. While GPT-4 has immense potential for entrepreneurs, it's not without its share of concerns. It is currently restricted or banned in 30 countries around the world. So let's address some of those fears and we'll just, we'll keep it brief. We don't want to give anyone anxiety. Number one, always number one, job loss. One of the common fears is that AI-powered technologies like GPT-4 and of course its next versions will replace humans and workers leading to job loss. However, the positive part of that is that studies have shown that AI tends to actually create more jobs than it displaces. By automating repetitive tasks, that's what this is all about, GPT-4 can free up human workers to focus on more creative and strategic endeavors, ultimately benefiting businesses and employees alike. Right here, on a personal note, I would say if you are looking for a job that will have some staying power in the future, become a prompt engineer. I feel like that's just going to take over. All right. Another fear of concern, AI generated misinformation. Like we talked about, the program itself can quote unquote hallucinate, provide false information. As GPT-4 becomes more prevalent, there are concerns about the potential for AI generated misinformation. And to combat this, OpenAI, right? Remember the company that made all of this has implemented safety measures in GPT-4's design, such as content filtering and restrictions on certain types of content generation. As entrepreneurs, we must remain vigilant and ensure AI-generated content is used ethically and responsibly. I know that might just sound like a broad, you know, oh, it's going to give misinformation. What do we do with it? But it's very, very important. I know listening to this right now, you've heard of all the stories of the, um, <laughs> well, anyone in, in current school, but of the college universities using it to write all of their papers for them. And they don't, well, the stories are they haven't double checked, you know, like the, the facts and the teachers are, are grading them and reviewing them. And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, where did this come from? You know? And so that's how, um, that's just a basic example of it, but, uh, that's, eh, it's going to be interesting. So, I would say that, though, if you are reading something uh, starting today, we all know that we don't believe everything that we read and hear, but please, 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 as this is wildly expanding at the rate of crazy town, just make sure that when you read something, maybe do your own research on it before you take that as your own opinion would be my suggestion. Another one is loss of human touch. Some worry that AI-generated content lacks the emotional depth and nuance of humans, while GPT-4 is incredibly advanced. It is important to remember that it is a tool, 
meant to complement human creativity, not replace it. Entrepreneurs can do things like we talked about, draft content, getting the outputs, but adding that final human touch, right? Adding your own voice to it, your own opinions to it, your own style to it can make all the difference in engaging your audience. And the last one on this is data privacy. So privacy is always a growing concern in today's digital world. When using GPT-4, it's essential to ensure that customer data is handled securely and in compliance with the applicable laws and regulations. Entrepreneurs, business owners, Contract workers, gig workers should work closely with their legal and IT teams to establish clear data privacy policies when implementing GPT-4 into their business process. So right now, Italy is on that list of 30 countries that have banned this and it's specifically over privacy concerns. Same thing as our last section. We will just have to wait and see what happens. So to wrap this up, guys, my personal take on it. For now, it is so new that we are literally, if you're using it, we are literally the test subjects so that when the next version is released, the updates you see will be in part because of our exploratory research and prompts, whether they're good, bad, happy, or sad, that we're using today. So if you're going to be on version five and you see some lovely advances, you're welcome. That comes from us. <laughs> Having used this now for a few months across various mediums, I can honestly report that it is truly amazing. I think that it will help people get their visions out into the world a lot faster. I think businesses are going to be able to scale. And I think you're going to be able to do this with more confidence. So imagine a scenario where you say, okay, we know that content is needed. Content is king. But you say to me, but Sonia, I'm not a writer. You know, I, I, I'm i not a writer. Hmm. Or um, maybe... These podcasts are the exact future that we're all envisioning, right? But you go, I, how on earth am I going to write a script? Again, I'm not a writer. I don't even like typing on the computer. I just want to use my voice as the vehicle to spread my message. Chat GPT-4 GPT and whatever way you use it can help you with that writing. It can give you prompts that you can insert your own information into. So just imagine, like, just unlock that potential that you could use it for as well. GPT-4 is undoubtedly a powerful tool. Again, it can help entrepreneurs achieve greater efficiency, streamline processes, and unlock new opportunities by understanding its capabilities, which I think that hopefully this episode gave you a little bit more confidence in that, addressing the associated fears and using it responsibly. We can really harness the power of GPT-4 to drive innovation and growth in our business. As this technology is unavoidably progressing, I personally would like to see a future where we use the extra time we saved and spend it connecting with the things and people outside of the office. 
right? It's going to save you so much time. Let's say it even saves you at a minimum five hours a week of work, right? Please spend that five hours you saved outside. Spend it with people you love. Spend quality time with those around you, right? Spend it working on yourself, bettering yourself, tending to your health and wellness, right? Go grow something. Not just thinking that this is, oh, this is insane. And now I have five extra hours to do five hours of more work that I couldn't get done yesterday. That's my vision. It's so easy to get caught up in the feeling that this tech could increase your capacity to produce your life by a hundred, your content by a million, right? Therefore making you more money, which is completely fine on one end. That's what we're here for. But the other end of that spectrum is very dangerous. I believe it can help you scale to your first six figures. Absolutely, hands down, no question. Just make sure that you're making time for life itself too. Let's see what happens, shall we? Thanks for tuning in to Gigging for Gold. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your fellow entrepreneurs. Until next time, keep innovating, and I'll see you at the next episode.